Welcome to The Love Booth in Other Plays, a play by Tara Goldstein with contributions from Alec Butler and Jenny Salisbury, and music and lyrics composed by Kale Reed. I am playwright Tara Goldstein, and I am so glad you've joined us. Chisholm and the Advancement Shirley Anita Chisholm, November 30th, 1924 to January 1st, 2005, was the first black woman elected to the United States Congress, representing New York's 12th Congressional District for seven terms from 1969 to 1983. In 1972, the same year Barbara Giddings, Kayla Hooson, and Frank Keveney started attending and disrupting APA meetings, Shirley Chisholm became the first black woman to run for president of the United States. Shirley Chisholm and the Advancement is set in a black church in Boston during a campaign speech and tells the story of how members from Boston's gay and lesbian community came to support Shirley and her campaign. Setting, a church pulpit in Boston. I'm Shirley Chisholm, and in 1972, I was the first black woman to run for president of the United States, the first and only black woman to run for president of the United States. I never expected to win. I ran for the presidency to crack a little more of the ice, which in the last few years had congealed to nearly immobilize our political system and demoralize people. Sorrow over the death of Martin Luther King Jr., President John Kennedy, and his brother, Senator Robert Kennedy, was not enough to push us to stop and blink and perhaps turn our eyes from the past toward the urgent needs of our nation. I could see this clearly. The low voter turnout in the November 1972 election told me all I needed to know about the apathy and resignation which permeated our country. Apathy is terribly unhealthy in a democracy. So I ran for president, despite hopeless odds, to demonstrate sheer will and my refusal to accept the status quo. In April, my campaign discovered there was potential Chisholm strength in Massachusetts. They set up a speaking itinerary in Boston, Roxbury, and Newton. One of the first speeches I gave was to a Spanish-speaking group at Cardinal Cushing High School in Boston. I gave it in Spanish and then strolled through the bazaar that was held afterward. People were enthusiastic. None of the major candidates, all white men, could speak with these voters in their own language and make them feel understood. But a yo podría, I could. Later that day, we went to the Charles Street AME Church for a rally. It was a Sunday afternoon. Just as the rally was about to begin, there was a stir of excitement at the back of the church. Do you see oh, Shirley? Yeah, look oh my how God. good she looks. What? Oh my God. Yes. Girl, we can't say God in church. Oh, so, oh sorry, Shirley. But we love you. Hey, great she lo- I wonder where she got her shirt. Three young men, dressed in drag, members of the gay liberation movement, had come to support me. One was wearing a beautiful black velvet cape with a kind of Robin Hood hat and a large feather curling around his face. That cape was beautiful. I wanted it. Another was in an off-the-shoulder dress with a long shawl. A third was a striking tall boy whose tiny waist was encircled by a wide belt. In a group, they marched down to the front. The older black people sat with their faces frozen in shock. The young man with the belt pretended to be oblivious to the uproar. He was searching for a good seat. 
Reaching into his shoulder bag, he took out a lorgnette and used it to look around until he found the place he wanted. He took his seat, settled himself, and just as Church was starting to quiet down, looked up and saw me at the front. Fluttering his right hand in the air, he shouted, Hiya, Shirley! Right on, gal! They were there because I had declared that homosexual civil rights had been infringed by society and advocated that their equality with heterosexuals be supported by the laws. It did not end there. For the rest of the afternoon, as we went to a rally outdoors near a large housing project, the young men appointed themselves my advancement. Voter's mouth hung open as the boys in drag handed them literature and urged them to vote for Shirley vote for on Tuesday. Shirley on Tuesday. Honey, you better vote for Shirley. Even you, okay, girl. you got it. Yeah, you mm-hmm. roll in your eyes. You vote on Tuesday, girl. Don't door. even you, worry about you it. Get yourself to the polling. The boys stayed with me all the way to the airport, where I caught a plane to New York late in the evening. It was an act of care, an act of love, an act of gay care, an act of gay love. And I was so grateful. Of course, my candidacy never had a chance. I had little money and no way of raising the funds it takes to run for the presidency. But I ran anyway, because someone had to do it first. Most people thought the country was not ready for a black candidate, not ready for a woman candidate. Someday, maybe, but not today. In 1972, I thought it was time to make that someday come true. And once I was in the campaign, I stayed all the way to the end. The next time a woman runs, or a black, or a Jew, or anyone from a group that the country is not ready to elect to its highest office, I believe they will be taken seriously from the start. The door wasn't open yet, but now it is ajar. It's 72 and she's fueled by all this apathy. So she did something extraordinary, unprecedented. She ran for president, yeah, you heard me. A black woman running for president. Not giving up on the gains people had realized. She stood for the marginalized with sheer will and drive. Shirley and her gay lib, queer boys in drag, they caused quite a scene. She ran for hope as an act of persistence. Enacting a future that didn't yet exist And even though she didn't win, she didn't have a chance She won Just because she ran You've been listening to The Love Booth and Other Plays For information about us Visit our website, www.gaileyroad.com. Thank you.